Um, I am Alyssa. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. And my name is Maria. My pronouns are also she and her. And today we're going to be talking about hormones. Um, specifically, this is a supplemental that I don't know if you'll listen to before or after the hormones episode or not at all. Um, but I wanted to just talk a little bit about um, Wikipedia, which is great. I have nothing against Wikipedia. <laughs> um, and the way that I research things and sort of how I went into um, researching for the hormone stuff. Uh, and it would have just like bloated out the episode. And also some people don't care. So yeah. I, wanted, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to put it in this instead. Okay. So uh, basically what I wanted, um, what this is about is how I interpret something as an actual fact, um, which I'm comfortable passing along to you, dear listeners and Maria. <laughs> Um, and, uh, then also just like a little side note on like Wikipedia is great for some things, uh, but can be misleading or even like flat out wrong in other cases. Um, especially when we get to edge cases, any, any kind of like queer thing, um, Wikipedia mm. could be weird. Right. Um, and so, uh, if you've already listened to the hormone episode or, you know, maybe, or have heard of it in some other way, uh, I'm going to be specifically talking about examples related to me researching uh, spironolactone. Am I, how do you say that? Spironolactone, yes. Spironolactone, okay. Um, sometimes things are said differently uh, by chemists than <laughs> the way people use them. Okay, so yeah, spironolactone. Um, and so I, I started with Wikipedia when I wanted, you know, anytime you wanna learn about something, you just go to Wikipedia. And for like very superficial things, that's totally fine. Um, but because I am a stickler for being accurate, um, and I didn't, I don't, I don't want to misinform. Like I, I want to be very honest and factual and updated with my information. So I started at Wikipedia because I don't know about spironolactone. Um, and so there is a main spironolactone article. Um, there's also like specific offshoot articles about like spironolactone pharmacology. Um, and like... There's inconsistencies between those two, if you read it close enough. And there's also just like inconsistencies within the main spironolactone article. Um, so uh, for example, I, I wrote down a specific sentence on Wikipedia that says, quote, uh, spironolactone is sometimes able to significantly lower testosterone levels, <laughs> end quote. So that's like a very important thing and it's stated very directly um it should just be a fact um but when i'm i'm carefully reading wikipedia like i i hover over the little citations at the end of the sentence which yes. also you should sometimes yeah it's good um, absolutely <laughs> no I, I am very pro digging through the footnotes and the citations especially when you're starting off at wikipedia as well yeah yeah and also i mean that could be a good way to uh, find more resources. Although like in the case of researching the, the hormone episode, like the citations were just fucking garbage. Um, <laughs> they were like old, oh, I'm gonna talk about that more. I'm not gonna get into it now. But anyway, so for that sentence, spiral, spironolactone lowering testosterone levels, um, I looked at the little evidence after, um, and it's just, there's there's four references, which if you just looked at that, you'd be like, oh, four references, that's really good. But it's just, it's only one actual experimental paper. And then 
three other references to textbooks that are probably just referencing that one paper. So in reality, it's all one citation. <laughs> um, and the citation is from 1976. And once again, I'm not saying, uh, you know, older papers are worse or whatever, um, but twist, it turns out that that experimental paper from 1976 is actually just a reference to a conference summary. So it's just like a little paragraph describing what a conference would do, um, like what what's going to happen at this conference. Um, and, and that summary just mentions spironolactone decreasing testosterone production. Um, that That's it. It doesn't, it doesn't give any evidence or anything. I was just like, this is, this is the worst. Um, and that one's important because, um, you know, like I said, in the hormone episode, we'll get into it more, but like, yeah, there's just like a lot of information about spironolactone. And if, you know, you're like, oh, I'm just going to go read about this on Wikipedia, like, don't. <laughs> there's just like a lot of bad things. So, um, uh, like I just said, like in general, when I'm actually digging into research, especially for this this podcast where I want to be as accurate, as precise as possible, um, and, and in my general science, I have a tendency to take more recent papers because usually in recent papers, you know, the, the techniques have improved. They built on older stuff. Sometimes it is good. Uh, if there are any researchers out there, yes, sometimes you go back to the original stuff. But... Um, even when I'm looking at more recent papers and comparing them to older papers, uh, I always, I will for this, <laughs> I will say in real life, I don't, but um, it's really important to check the, the methods section on a paper um, to just like make sure what they're doing makes sense. Um, and you, most people probably don't care about this, so I won't go into it, but the, the methods just like describes how they're doing the study. Um, and it's time consuming, it requires like extra digging and methods aren't always like very well written or exact, um, but I'm doing all that evaluation so you don't have to. <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah, and um, yeah, so, so when you're looking at an older paper or a newer paper, like you basically should go in and figure out if you believe like whatever tests they're using are valid, you need to decide if you feel like they tested enough people, um, and I'm going to use two examples to illustrate that. So one, which would be a, a paper with methods that I would not trust, is the methods say that they used a sample size of 10 people uh, from one single clinic, read their horoscope to find out the levels of testosterone in their blood. Um, which, yes, obviously a joke, but like sometimes, especially, yeah, sometimes you can go back and be like, this test does not make any sense to measure what you're measuring. Like that's not... Um, yeah, I've, I found that a lot. Um, and then so, so a better methods is, you know, we've used 200 people from three different clinics in different places, used a validated blood serum test to determine testosterone levels. So I just want to put, yeah. Be doing. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I'm basically double checking and will be double checking for everything. So, um, the, the last thing that I want to say, um, is... <laughs> giving a comparison of actual papers that I dug through um, from different time periods, basically, um, to, to illustrate uh, <laughs> what I went through and also that I'm trying really hard and will be trying really hard for you 
for all of you to uh, put facts out there because there's there's already like a lot of misinformation. I don't want to contribute to that. Right. Um, so these are all citations that I got from Wikipedia. Um, and I have a 1989 paper, a 1999 paper, and a 2018 paper that I'm going to quickly compare. Um, I'm going to put in the show notes the 1999 paper and the 2018 paper because they're open access. So <laughs> I'm looking at these Wikipedia citations, right? And I, I find this 1989 paper and I'm like, oh, it's kind of old, but let's see what it says. So the citation was terrible. It was just the author last name, year, and the journal volume that it was in. Um, so I, I dug through a whole bunch. And, and once again, this was cited on Wikipedia as a source for a supposed fact that they stated. And it just blew my mind. I eventually find the title for this 1989 paper. There's not even an abstract available online. So I'm like very curious as to whoever wrote that. Like, is it a person that just has like a paper copy of this 1989? Like, I don't, I have no idea where they got that from. And there's no way to double check that you believe that that's factual at all. So thanks, Wikipedia. That was stupid. Um, the 1999 paper um, is actually a little bit better, um, but it's not an actual. And when I say so, an experimental paper is one that like runs an experiment, um, mm. which is usually what you want to cite. Uh, and the 1999 paper is just a review, which which are great. Reviews are amazing for getting like a general overview yes. of a topic. It combines information from many papers. Um, not so great to cite. Um, and that review also refers back to that 1989 <laughs> paper <laughs> that I couldn't find. Um, and okay, so it says the 1989 paper shows a testosterone decrease, but then the review also lists two others that say the 1989 paper is flawed. <laughs> so amazing. Um, I just, there's like so much shit going on here. And yeah, um, I did get some cool information from that review. Um, but yeah, the 1989 paper that was cited for testosterone decreasing, just no. And then finally, okay, we get to a 2018 paper, um, which was also cited. Um, and it is an actual experimental study. So I went, yay, okay. Um, they use current methods um, and they measure testosterone and estrogen levels um, after using spironolactone and estrogen. So um, once again, this is all sort of referring back to that sentence about spironolactone being able to significantly lower testosterone levels. Like this this is the thing I was trying to fact check um, because it seemed like there was a lot of conflicting information. So this 2018 paper, um, like I said, I first went into the methods um, and all methods, most methods are not perfect because it's not a perfect world, but they right. did have data from 136 women being treated with estrogen and sometimes uh, either spironolactone or, oh, oh, I forgot the name of it. Um, fin, fin, finasteride? Fin, yes, finasteride. Thank you. That's... <laughs> That's why you're here. So that that's really cool because that means that you have sort of a control group. So you can compare people that are on estrogen um, and not taking spironolactone and ones that are on estrogen and are taking spironolactone to figure out testosterone levels. 
Um, so, uh, I mean, the bad thing is all 136 of those people were from one clinic. Like, it would be better if it was a variety of locations. But, like, this is a good place to start. And, and the findings in this paper, I, I do believe in. Um, and just real quick, uh, that's, that's basically all my stuff on the methods of these papers. Um, but because I'm not going to put it in the uh, hormone episode, and because all of you waited so patiently. Um, I, I want to quickly sum up what they found um, in a more technical way than I will usually do. So um, estrogen alone resulted in uh, the like, quote unquote, typical and in the hormone episode, I'll talk about that. But the levels that doctors usually look for um, when they measure estrogen um, and also suppression of testosterone in 70% of people. Um, and 70% is great, although I think about those like 30% that didn't get it. Um, and, and the general finding to that question of like, does spironolactone decrease testosterone like it says in the Wikipedia article? Um, no. <laughs> so, so they found that no, um, spironolactone with estrogen doesn't help suppress testosterone. But this is also where it's really important to go and actually look at the data because that, oh, spironolactone doesn't decrease testosterone. Um, that is like a general based on, you know, we drew this line and the correlation is not great. But if you look at the individual data points in their figures, um, the individual reactions are highly variable. So um, some people do get uh, higher estrogen and lower testosterone um, when you add spironolactone. Um, and some people don't. So like it's, there's really no one conclusion and what people should have said is like basically there's there's no one conclusion like if you if you are considering adding on spironolactone um what you should do is do that and consistently get your serum levels tested there's like a lot of individual variability um and yeah. yes if, I mean, if, if you're trans please god do your do your blood work um uh, yeah <laughs> Um, and, and in the hormone episode, oh my God, yeah, uh, I will harp mm -hmm. on that. Because like, there's just, there's so much variability in one person taking estrogen versus another. And then when you start adding in more things to get more desirable effects, like even taking two medications, that's different in all people. So yeah, your yeah. spironolactone, you know, if your friend's taking it with the estrogen, they might see something that you do or do not see. Um, that's, that's basically what I got from this is that like, yeah. if, if your friend's like, oh no, don't bother with the spironolactone, you know, it didn't, it didn't suppress my testosterone at all. You can be like, well, I heard on this podcast by this brilliant sounding person <laughs> that actually I should and try also, it for myself. What? <laughs> no, that's actually true. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, okay. <laughs> and I, I, I am sure this will come up again, like during the uh, hormone episode, uh, but Delivery methods also do matter because there are people who do not yes! respond to certain things via certain routes. Like I know folks who don't have any luck when it comes to oral. Um, oh, really? Delivery. <laughs> yeah. Like I know I know people who don't have any who haven't had very good luck with oral delivery of estrogen specifically. But when they go on injections, suddenly it's like a, a, a magic wand was waved. And yeah, it and that's actually like almost quick. exactly what's in the hormone episode is like a lot of explanation, maybe too much explanation, of why those are different things. And so, yeah, if you haven't listened to it yet, 
Go listen to the hormone episode. We'll talk about that more. Um, and yep, yeah, that's all I have. So I, I just wanted to say, just go through quickly, you know, th- this is how I, I find something is a fact and tell you it's a fact so that you as a listener can evaluate like whether you think I, whether you think you should trust me about any of this. Um, yeah. And, and that's that. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Well- well, thank you. Thank you for uh, breaking down your methodology a little bit for the rest of us. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that'll be it. So uh, is there anything else you'd like to add or? Yep. That's it. Right. I'm done. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening and we will see you next time. Okay. See ya. Bye.